Hey, Grouch Potatoes, it's Jim. Just uh, sitting here uh, Friday morning with Peter. You can hear him in the background. Editing the uh, the show. Um, again, mere minutes before it gets released. Uh, there was a very small edit to make. We decided, however, to let you guys know that um, the first kind of half of the show, we do end up talking about the coronavirus. So, you know, we didn't intend to. We actually didn't want to, but it just kind of turned into a vent session. So um, it was kind of, you know, necessary. So uh, if you want to skip ahead, we understand. You want to skip ahead to about 35 minutes in and... Uh, we get to our, our topic, which is equally dark, but um, kind of funny. So thanks for listening. Have a great day and fuck on, audience. Wow. Welcome to Couch Crouches. This is Jim. <laughs> I'm di- I'm I'm just joking. You see, that's a pandemic joke. It's me, Gonzo. So we uh, said we were gonna be light on a coronavirus discussions today, but I mean, we still need to talk about it a little bit. <laughs> um, I've been sent home for the foreseeable future to work from home. I have also been sent home for the foreseeable future to work from home. So, oh, yeah. I didn't tell you that earlier before we started recording either, though, Jamie. Is that today uh, the the boss decided that, hey, we're a cloud-based software. And we have Google Voice numbers that all get the main line forwarded to them. And the developers can develop code fucking wherever. So, hey, guys. The state hasn't told us to do it yet, but why don't we all just like work from home starting tomorrow and going until, I don't know, sometime when it's not the end of the world, apparently. So, yeah. So that's the thing. You're uh, I'm just t- I'm fucking tired of hearing people yeah, talk about too. it. Their panic and paranoia is driving me up the fucking wall. It's yeah. starting to get me paranoid and panicked, except I'm not. I realize that it's just because everyone's talking about it that I'm overthinking all of it. It's it's just. I understand. Yeah. yeah. Pajamas. Well, dear listeners, I could wear my pajamas all day long if I want, but uh, I don't wear any. Oh, do you sleep in the nude? Yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this is a great episode. I'm you, glad that we're going to release this to all five people that listen to you us. You just sleep with your junk all over the sheets? Steven, avert your gaze. <laughs> I mean, so, rewind, cover your ears, and then play it until right now. Now, here's a question. Forget though. that I said it, Steven. Do is you, Steven younger than me? Yes. Okay. Do then you, yes. Do you use a top sheet? Is that the. Do you use a sheet? Yeah. And then a blanket. Yeah. Okay, so you're not a fucking savage no. then. All right. Because, listen. There are people out there that don't use a sheet, and I don't understand those people. But, look. Guys, it's so much easier to just, like, I don't, then you got to throw your comforter in the in the laundry, and that's a pain in the ass. It's just so big. 
I mean, you should still clean it occasionally anyway, but if you sleep with a top sheet, you can toss that in the in the wash far more frequently and still be nice and fresh and clean, I believe. Am I gross for thinking that? That you don't have to wash a comforter as often no. if you got a top sheet? God, no. But if you don't have a top sheet, you yeah, you're just you're just getting all covered in your own juices and and you sweat when you sleep, guys. Your body temperature goes up when you sleep. It's a thing. Yeah, because your body is doing different things. Um, also, let's not even begin right. on nocturnal emissions. <laughs> also, if you're you know if you're warm, there we go. I could use one of those. That's a pretty good one. Um, it's only my second one today. Oh, good. If you're warm. You can peel the to- the comforter off yeah. and then just have the top sheet. But there's also well, something. Actually, so I actually on my bed I got three layers on top. So you know the fitted sheets there underneath. We don't count that. That's not no. on top. No, not at all. And guys, sleep with one of those too because hey, once oh my again, God. you can toss that in the dr- in the wash. And I- I'll admit that I was a gross ass teenager. And sometimes when the fitted sheet popped off. I didn't feel like putting that back on. It's a pain in the dick. So, you know, there was a decent amount of time where the mattress I slept on, like in high school, didn't have a top sheet and or didn't have a fitted sheet. Like you were sleeping, like like it was like like, like a flop house in the mafia. It's, it's, Jesus it, Christ! It's not a good idea. It gets super dirty, and then it's not even like you can put anything on top of that to make it better because it's just always there. Guys, just. Come on, think it, about it. It's like why it, it's like why you have to change your pillowcases regularly. Yeah, because if you don't, what starts to happen to your pillowcase, the staining that happens to the pillowcase from the juices and yeah. the and the and the sweat again, and the you, minerals you sweat and in the, your sleep. You you got all these pores in your head. Now you, I don't have like you end up with a shroud of Turin looking fucking uh pillowcase. I, d- I don't know if uh, being shaved bald makes it any better or worse for me because that's a really good point. Like you know, you don't. I don't have hair really to trap all the oils, but also, I don't have hair to trap the oils. So maybe it's about the same when you get down to I it. I don't know. Um, but yeah. So actually, so I have three layers. Yes. I've got the top sheet. Then I have a blanket. I, it's a very nice, like, uh, fleece blanket I've got right now. Very nice. And then a heavier, like, cotton-stuffed fluffy comforter. Sure. That way, I can sleep under all those, and then, oh, too hot, kick off, excuse me, kick off the comforter. Oh, still too hot, kick off the blanket. Then it's just the sheet, but you don't usually get down that far, because the... <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, you'll be all right. I'm full of gas. Yeah. Poison gas from the corona. You see, as we all know, the coronavirus is an insidious plot by the New World Order. Yes. Would you like me to explain? Please. (laughs) I mean, if we're going to talk about the coronavirus, we might as well get ridiculous. Well, I started off with the seriously guys shut up about it part. Now we're going to move to... uh, it's the Gonzo show, starring Gonzo, apparently. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the one. Yeah. We like that. Nice, um, dude. <laughs> yeah, okay. Gonzo doesn't have his own theme song. You know, if there was going to be a theme song to the Gonzo show, it would be... 
Hold on. God damn it. Oh, I was going Careless Whisper. I don't think this can be my theme song. I'm pretty sure Benny Hill, Hill you're not wrong. He's pre- dead. Yeah, I'm still pretty sure that like the Benny Hill estate sure. will see to it that I don't have that as a theme song to my own show. Fair enough. Um, All right, hold on, hold on. How about this then? Ready? And because you love Christmas. Hold on. It's coming. It's like right now. I may have listened to this a couple of times. <laughs> Could you tell? All right. So the Conso right. show. Tell us about coronavirus. Okay. So, um, so first off, this began because uh, one of my friends from Fair sent me a message like, "Holy shit! Did you see this argument? Like, what are you talking about?" So on another person from Fair, I, I'm not going to name any of these people, even though I'm pretty sure they don't listen. But you know, it was just this one of these things, and and she's like. Yeah, the conspiracy theories. I'm like, okay, one, that's dumb. Two, conspiracy theories, gimme. And so I got it. And it was people talking about, um, you know, starting off with like, oh, well, the the cheap airline tickets are just to evacuate people and get them out of the country. And then the travel ban is Trump's actual wall. It's like, no, that's not. Are you are you are you an idiot? No. And then there was also the ever favorite. I believe I said this a little while ago. Um, the idea of it being a genetic weapon used against the protesters in Hong Kong. I believe I brought That's that interesting up. Interesting one. Like early on, just uh, as a throwaway. I don't necessarily believe it either. Uh, but instead, so I just kind of sent, as an offhanded remark, I sent one over to the the woman who was having to deal with all these conspiracy theories on her Facebook and who was arguing against them and who I believe works in public health and everything. So I said, no, you, you clear, you clearly know that the coronavirus is obviously just the key to trigger all the embedded MK ultra programming to signal the rise (laughs) of the new world order. And that's when I realized, wait a minute, I haven't spun together a good conspiracy theory in a while. So go ahead. So I exercised it. I said, "Okay, no, you see what's going on here, Jim? Okay, is the same forces that orchestrated the nine eleven attacks Uh-oh. and used the harp laser to manipulate the weather in an ongoing attempt to cancel the pagan sin fest known as Halloween? Oh dear, are spreading the coronavirus using chemtrails in order to finally put an end to Easter, which." as we all know, is only a foul pagan orgy dressed up as a religious holiday by the Catholic cabal that has run this country since JFK got elected. And, I don't know, something vaguely racist against the Irish that I can't be fucked to come up with right did now. The, um, was the coronavirus, however, created in the Large Hadron Collider? No, 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 no. They don't do that there. Oh, okay. Okay. They got their Antarctic base, ah, which course, connects, of course. which connects to the hollow Earth yes. through the big hole down there, and then they can disperse it out the top, of course. so it filters down. Right, makes perfect sense. Yeah. So, yeah. So, is that about all we're gonna say about it today? Or you got more? Uh, 
Because as long as we're being funny and 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 fucking around about it, I have no problem with it. No, I think that might be be all that I have on the funny side of things. Yeah, I, I got mean, a just, cu- like I got a couple serious takes on it, it too. Go for it. You know, there was the so I, I posted up a thing on Facebook yeah. Facebook earlier, and then I accidentally realized that I had it still set to a very heavy filter group that I had created for a different post. Yeah, so I just made it you know friend viewable right now and i just say you know it's funny how an awful lot of people in this world who love to come at the anti-vaxxers about quote-unquote herd immunity Mm -hmm. which is true and they're right to shame the anti-vaxxers about it yes but they just kind of come at them immediately quoting well herd immunity herd immunity herd immunity and yet with coronavirus you know they come at that with a very, ah, I probably won't get sick, and even if I do, I'm young and I can get through it. Why they got to cancel my insert event here attitude? And it's just like, it seems pretty ignorant about the part where it's not about you getting sick, dude. It's about you not getting the other people sick. That's why they cancel your event. It's not because you're young and can live through it, and, well, I don't care if I get sick. It's when you get sick and spread that, it's that herd immunity thing again. It's just from the other side, jackass. So... I won't get super um I won't get super communist on this. What I will say is um this country a long time ago went from we the people to me the people. Everyone does. And um you know, I I I saw a, a a funny meme. You did. I did, and I don't have it in front of me. But the meme effect effectively said, you know, oh no no, you know what? You know this this coronavirus um, situation will spread. You know, will shed light on our national health care problem, oh, yeah. and we'll just like you know, how we'll we'll deal with that just the same way like how Sandy, Sandy Hook, Hook solved the gun violence yeah, problem and yeah. the ongoing war in Iraq and Afghanistan has stopped us meddling in foreign affairs. Uh, oh I yeah, believe, I believe it even said uh, uh, you know really gave a sharp look at the military industrial complex. Oh yeah, yeah. So, you know, just like how when Trump got elected, it was really gonna. Engage everyone's political minds and get them thinking and caring and voting. Yeah. So about that. So wash your fucking hands. Yeah. Go- hey. In this fucking Christ. CDC. Yes. Hey, guys. This is pretty bad. By the way, Sarah, we're trying to get all this out of the way now. So we'll hopefully talk about something fun after this. Why did Sarah already write in and say that? Why don't you guys talk about something? <laughs> no, fun? She, it's just it's just causing her incredible anxiety, like it is the Sarah, rest of don't, us. Sarah, don't don't have the anxiety. I mean, listen, I'm approaching this the same. This is the only sane way I can think to approach this. Is I'm going to continue about life, business as usual. I'm going to leave my house. I'm going to go to the store if I need to. I'm going to go out and about. I'm going to I'm obviously here sitting next to you and over there's mm-hmm. Jamie and upstairs is your sleeping son. So I'm going to go out and about and live my life because yeah, you, you know, I'm working from home. Fucking whatever. That's preventing like us from so I have a cl- fairly clearly defined friend group. Mm-hmm. And so does everyone else in the office who's sure. forced to be around each other all the time. That's what that's about. 
I'm going to continue living my, my life like normal. And then, should I get sick? Well, I'm going to tell you all that, hey, guys, I got sick, so watch yourself. Mm-hmm. And then, I'm going to stay home until I'm not sick. Even if, listen, even if my job decides after like two weeks, hey, it looks like the worst has passed, come on back. If they say that and I'm still sick, I'm going to say, hey, guys, I'm still sick. So I'm going to take like just the, another week working from home if mm-hmm. that's all right with all you. Because that's – and you know what? If I get the sniffles or if I think that I got it, I'm not going to call up my doctor in, in a huff. I'm not going to demand that I get tested. I'm not going to go clog up the lines. I'm definitely not going to go to the fucking hospital and say, I think I have corona because I have the sniffles. Give me test now. I'm going to stay home until I'm not sick. If I have trouble breathing, I will call the ambulance Mm -hmm. or drive myself to the hospital assuming that I'm not passing out. Sure. Like if I have trouble breathing or serious indications then fuck yes get me to a hospital but if i don't if i'm just coughing and sick and obviously infected in some way but not having the bad severe side i'm gonna stay home until i'm okay it just like you would cold or flu guys Mm -hmm. just think cold or flu or other passing illness you know you get sick you call out of work. You stay home. You drink fluids until you feel better. If you got the flu and you're shitting blood, you go to... I don't know if the flu causes that to happen ever. It shouldn't. But, but if it does, you go the fuck to the hospital. You know, I get it. People, some people are hypochondriacs. They get an itch on, like... They get an itch on the bottom of their foot where they never had an itch before and they, in their and entire it's a, life. And it's a tumor. And they have to go to the hospital. I mean, just, I am a I am a severe hypochondriac. Um, I'm just advocating, but for, I can't disagree with you at all. Like, don't. So because the important thing is, and this was like the second, yeah. Because no, remember, I said there were like two kind of serious important things. Go I for it, and to I'm say. gonna and I'm gonna I'm gonna end it with something good as well. Go ahead. Like the the second thing there is. Ugh, excuse me. Sorry, everybody. <sighs> I, had you heard? And now you may have because you I know where you work and what you do and mm-hmm. everything. But the the term and idea of quote-unquote flattening the curve yes right so the the whole idea is and i have a whole article that i could read about it from the new york times and i'm not gonna just look it up if you're interested google flattening the curve and you're gonna see the same graph that everyone has seen but like the idea is hey if you get the sniffles and think i need to get tested immediately and you rush down to your doctor or the hospital or something like that well, they're going to be taking time away from people that need, like, urgent treatment to see you and test you. Because, yeah, it, it, it's important to know, but it's not life-threatening. You know? You're going to clog up the works. You're going to push towards that maximum viable capacity for the healthcare system to sustain. And that's bad. So, like, if you just think of it like cold and flu and you... Go about life as usual. God, drink fluids. Stay hydrated. You know, get your vitamins in there. Eat good food or, or maybe not even good. Just eat, guys. I know it's me. God's a champ, champion of the 500 a day, 500 calorie a day diet telling you to fucking eat. But hey, 
eat eat food and yes sleep stay hydrated sleep especially take care of yourself hey guys if you're in a situation like me and and jim here and you have been straight up authorized by your job to not come in then like use that time. you know you don't have a commute at that point Which you don't have to take for me you don't have to get dressed <laughs> significantly at that point so like take that extra time in your morning that you would spend with your commute and get some extra sleep sure and you know if you're punching in then you know punch in on time but also rest you can work from home and rest that's kind of part of the point that's why when you're sick you stay home and work from home if you can't work from home then yeah stay home Uh, i'm saying like if if it's impossible. I mean, if you're you, sick and it, you can't work, go to sleep, man. Like I'm just saying, w- with this last thing though, was that, you know, if you're not like, so you have a VPN that you can get into and do all your work from home. I do. I'm a software developer for a cloud-based software, so legitimately, anywhere I have a laptop and power, I can write my code. Anywhere I have internet, I can send that code in and have that tested and push to production. We have a couple different uh, like separated out cloud servers that I can upload to and have our testing team test. We can be totally decentralized like digital nomad bullshit. Yep. So I can physically complete my work from anywhere I am. But if you're not able to do something like that, if you need to be on site to do something like that and, and you're sick, then just... Stay home and don't do that. You know, take that time and sleep because I'll be working. You know what? I'll be working from my bed for the most part because I'm going to wake up in the morning. I'm going to roll over, look at the alarm clock and say, oh, man, it's 8 a.m. Good thing I have another hour to sleep because when I wake up at 9, instead of waking up at 9 and going, oh, shit, I have to be at the office right now. Oh, shit, I'm in the office. Instead, it's wake up at 9 and I can pick up my laptop and start working and I'm just going to stay relaxed in bed. Like, you know, just take care of yourselves, guys. It's, it's, it's really pretty simple. And on a, and I get the worry. Oh I yeah. Do. And that's actually segues well into what, you know, and if you're worried, you know, honestly, you know, and we could go into an entire thing about how and why this panic is spreading. We could talk about, you know, there, we talked a little bit about ridiculous it's conspiracy theories. because our lizard overlords are I running a it. fear simulation. No, I mean, you they know. might be. I don't know. I like that, actually. Um, you know, social media and, you know, the, the, the cable media and things like that. If you want to stay informed about, about this disease or about other diseases, there are two, two sites. The only two places you need to look at. I mean, don't even look at CNN. Don't even look at the New York Times. Don't even look at the Washington Post. All of them very reputable. Um, but no, if you want to know about the disease, you go to the, to cdc.gov mm-hmm. or um, who.int. Mm-hmm. That's it. That, that's where you go. Uh, if you want to look at stuff that's a little bit more in-depth about it, like if you want to learn a little bit more about the mechanism and stuff like that, you could also, and it's it's online and the journals are free, look up the New England Journal of Medicine. Um, I, I, 
you know, there's some fascinating stuff about about all kinds of illnesses um, in the New England New England Journal of Medicine. And what is the New England Journal of Medicine? It is a it is a a, a medical journal publication. So what it is, and by the way, it's an NEJM.org. Um, what it is is literally doctors when they get their papers published, it goes into the New England Journal of Medicine. You know, is that free for anyone to read? Through? I'm in it right now. Um, I, I'm in the website right now, and there are there's a full suite of of um of articles. I mean, it's it's I, it's I a very. With, I figure, especially with something like this, yeah. they may not be hiding it behind a paywall. Currently, no, um, I mean, I'll tell you right now, you can go you can go online right now, look at the current issue, March twelfth, twenty twenty, and all of the. Um, I just know that that's the thing I hate the mm-hmm. most about looking up like. So I was looking into a couple things, and I would love to have Joe. I I actually said to Joe one day, "Hey Joe, you ever think about like getting a study published or something? Because oh boy, do I want a sociological look at Renfair and why we be fucked up the <laughs> way we be." No, you'd need a real psychologist to do that type of thing. You have a, really you listen. He can get the ball rolling. Sure. And then when he's, I think if you're cited in a paper. You probably get a copy of it sent to you without uh, a paywall. In theory, yes. Because I found a couple cool articles, yeah, but they were all locked behind like academic paywalls, and I, I might have an account somewhere, but I don't know it. Let me know what you want to get on. I, 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 I work for a genomics laboratory. All right. <laughs> I could probably get it for you. Um, but those are the sites you should be looking at to inform yourself. Um, those are not... I've actually been following along. So, I mean, there was a big spike in United States public awareness about this. Mm -hmm. Oh, five days ago. Sure. About, um, you know, right about the time that Italy started to really have severe troubles was about when the United States started to go into holy shit mode. But I've been, like, following this for a while from when it was just in Wuhan and mm-hmm. as it started to spread and as people started to pick up on it. Absolutely. And I've been following it, incidentally, through Imager. You know the website. Sure. I-M-G-U-R. Sure. Uh, and just because, you know, people post different things. So there's one guy that posts around the same time every day. A Bunker John is his name. And he's a little bit of a worrisome prepper, but at the same time, he breaks down the spread and he's been following along with it. He's actually got his own sliding scale that also tells you what he recommends as your preparedness level. I'll tell you, uh, yesterday when I saw it and yesterday along with the, he had already accounted for considering it a pandemic before the WHO said anything about it. Yeah. They, they tried to hold off as long as they could. Like he had already accounted for that. Mm -hmm. In fact, I think he gave it a significant bump around the time that he thought to himself, this is a pandemic, and they've said that it's not. So I'm right. going to give it a bu- a big old bump. Right. So we only increased yesterday with the uh, addition of it being a pandemic mm-hmm. from 6.5 to 6.7 on his scale, mm-hmm. which is still in the continue building up supplies in case of quarantine. In seven, it becomes, if you haven't started by now, this might be too late, but get started. Eight becomes... It's probably too late, but get what you can. Nine is prepare to put plan into action. And ten is straight up bug out mode. That's like, get in the bomb shelter, dude. 
so we're only at 6.7. And I hate these. I, if I'm being honest, yeah, I just quoted him on a lot of these things because he's given out a lot of pretty good information. And he, I think all he does most of the day is like, what's the word? Collate Ag- them. Aggregate information. Aggregate, yeah. Uh, so it's pretty good, but. At the same time, I hate these scales. Nothing gives me more anxiety than having a numerical scale with an end number. I hate the doomsday clock. Yep. That the, even thinking about it, when it pops up occasionally on like the news feeds, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, scientists move doomsday clock one more minute closer to midnight. I freak the fuck out. Yeah. Because, um, hey, it's me, Gonzo. I am legitimately terrified of nuclear war. It is a severe anxiety of mine, which is, I suppose, not a bad anxiety to have, but overall, in the grand scheme of things... It's probably not one you should constantly yeah. let occupy your, your, your brain. Just when, I, when I see that news article pop up that says, one more minute closer to midnight, my brain explodes into, oh, fuck, we're all going to die. So, yeah. Um, so, so, well, yeah. I, I was going to say... So on my way here, though, you know what might help, guys? And this actually helped calm me down today because I was pretty calm right up until my boss said, hey, guys, uh, work from home effective tomorrow. That's when I started to make it more real to me. And it was already pretty real to me. But that's when it started to. That's when it was, oh. Uh oh, but I don't have this, this, and this, and I probably need this, this. No, 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 no. And I, but what helped a little bit, and this is dumb. I'm taking us back away from serious and into dumb. Yes. Hey, Sarah, if you tune out for the last bit because we were getting your anxiety up, follow along with me, Gonzo. You know, the lovable, the lovable scamp. scamp. <laughs> there it is. Come along with me on this magical journey as I take you into. Coping through delusion. <laughs> so I was on my way here, and I was thinking to myself, should there be music with this? No, okay. no, no. <laughs> In fact, I think that um, I have a suggestion for a combined top six from you and I later. Okay. Um, where we'll each do, we'll do three and three, I think. Okay. And but c- continue I mean, your thing ju- here, yeah. Spoiler alert, I've got two of my three already. Oh, I'm going to put you on the spot for but I, I also think I love it. this is going to be the area that you're going to like shine in and I'm going to struggle to get that I love third it. thing. I love it. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead. Here. Yeah, but but let's let's deal with illusions first. And I'm thinking about like you know, oh boy, if I really was like this you know, grand wizard occultist master yada da 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 why don't I just do magic and make it better and it'll be fixed? And I got to thinking, no, no, this is a test. They're not doing this to like fear simulation the populace. They're trying to flush you out, you see? Because what's going to happen is if I try and do the big magic, then the psychic lizard brains are going to home in on... I'm essentially living in the invis- Grant Morrison's The Invisibles right now. Sounds um, about right, yeah. And no, I don't honestly believe this. But it certainly did help lighten the mood to me, at least, in the moment. Because it went from, you know, there's a scary thing that not a lot of people know what's going on and people are freaking out. And it went from people are freaking out and this is frightening to me and turned it more into um, a scenario where I was the protagonist of reality, you see. So it's super dumb, but 
Well, let's hear it now. It was, it was now you've cool, built it you up. Know? Now you've built it up. What the 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 six the combined top six, mm-hmm. or just no? The, I mean, are you stopping at the lizard brains with with trying to flush you out? Is that? Yeah, I didn't really go into much delusion there. It was just like, oh, okay. That, oh, okay. Well, that's, I, why, that's why I can't do the big magic. Because if I, they're trying to get me to do the big magic, so it'll set off all I their, their beacons, you know, all their sensors, and they'll know where I am. So then they're going to come in and take me out before I can really do anything. This is just, they're flushing me out. It's a smoke screen. Okay. See? Okay. I like that. And it's, I don't know, it, it gives... This is this is the delusional part. Is it gives a sense of like agency in a situation where there is none. Sure, and sure. I think that to me at least, that's the that's the f- freakiest part of all this. Is this is all going on and fuck it, ain't nothing we can do. We will endure. Yeah, of course, we'll be okay. Of course, you know. But we all have to do you know a part to take care of each other. And hey, man, and, on the bright know. side. At least on my apartment, only lasts a year, so it'll be up in August. And fingers crossed, this whole thing blows over by August. A lot of the boomers are like out of the picture now. Jesus and, uh, Christ! Hey, man, I uh, did you see? Did you see the market today? Rates are down. Fuck this it, everything's t- crashing. This is the so, time to buy a house. So here's the <laughs> here's the goal. Here's. Le- My, Jamie Le- and I were talking about this this morning. Here's the goal here. Lease ends in August. The market's going to be tanked. Economy's going to be down. Things are going to be cheap. And the boomers are going to be out. Hey, man, listen. I actually, I, I'm going to say it the way I messaged someone earlier. <laughs> but I'm going to leave Christ. out the depressing ass part because, no, fuck it. I'll keep it in there. Yeah, you're hey, a horrible spoiler, person. This gets depressing. You know, I say. Uh, this gets a little dark. Uh,. Hey, well, at least once the economy tanks and the virus kills off some boomers, maybe I'll get a nice house in August when my apartment lease is up. You know, bad market plus recently available real estate <laughs> equals having a backyard to watch the mushroom clouds from. <laughs> wow. Well, that follows on the conspiracy theory that I have going on here, too, which is, you know, climate change sets up the virus. The virus stops trade and commerce. Trade and commerce tanks the markets. Markets tank the economy. Economic tensions rise. Tensions spark war. At least I got a nice house. I could build a bomb shelter there, too. And that's when I realized, holy fuck, this is a really depressing thing to say to someone. Yeah, this is pretty This is pretty ridiculous. <laughs> Save me for myself, Jim, please. I'm just going to keep going like this. I want to hear the me. top six. The top six? I want to, yeah. All let, right, let's get right to this because this could this could be content. Okay. I didn't get any news. Did you get any news? I might have something up. Do you really um, have some news? Let me open up. So there's my Domino's tracker because I ordered Domino's today. Okay. Because I figured at least they'll also deliver me some soda. And hey, man, if I'm gonna be locked down, quarantine, end of the world, I want my fucking two liter of Coke. I'm telling you, man, you gotta get you get get a service like Peapot or something like that. They deliver all your groceries to you. Nah, nah. It looks like I actually don't have anything up. All the things I had up were remnants of. I didn't have a great weekend last weekend. No, we've I'm already sorry. talked yeah. about enough depressing shit on this podcast already that I don't feel I'll like going what, into. I'll it. tell you what, you and I'll talk about it when, when when we when we go down. So that's fine. All right, top six, make it happen. All right. So this follows on the uh, delusional make yourself the protagonist of of reality 
give yourself agency thing. Okay, I do that every day. Go ahead. So, you know, I was driving o- over here. And actually, it started when I was driving home from work today. Okay. I'm driving home from work and I'm thinking, you know, as long as there's electricity, internet, I can work anywhere, anytime. I can keep going even if even if this was a dystopian hellscape <laughs> apocalyptic future. Sure, sure. If this was if this turned out to the Fallout universe, I could still be going as long as I can get connection to some satellite somewhere. As okay. long as the internet is still a thing. And I mean our our, our webs our service is hosted on Amazon. So as long as Amazon's a thing and hey, they've they're working on rockets, dude. Oh yeah. Blue Origin. Oh yeah. You know, Jeff Bezos got rockets. So Amazon and their web servers will probably still exist in the apocalyptic future. <laughs> in fact, I believe wasn't that the plot to Fallout 3 was you had to go kill the president who was actually Jeff Bezos's Amazon cloud server? <laughs> probably. And he was bossing the enclave around. Did you never play three? I never played three. I've played one. Okay. Which is the isometric yeah. uh, top down one. I mean, um, one and two both were. And I've played two. I never played three and I never played fall. I never played New Vegas. I will oh, play. New Vegas is the better one. Is it? I hear three is incredible. New Vegas is, is from what I've heard, the best 3D first person shooting oh, wow, Fallout. Really? Okay. I mean, I enjoy four very mm-hmm. much. I enjoy four a lot for a lot of different reasons. So, uh, yeah, I got to check it out at some point. But so, yeah, go ahead. So, anyway, you know, I was thinking, what if this, what if it was the end of the world? Not this specifically. Okay. Just what if, what if I was living in the apocalyptic wasteland and okay. being this digital nomad, like I said earlier, okay. just roaming around with a computer? As long as there's power and some internet, I can do whatever and just keep going. Sure. This also assumes that the payroll says, you know, there's a lot of assumptions <laughs> going on here that aren't true in a true scenario. And don't apply to this exercise anyway. So go ahead. But like, and I was listening to uh, some music on my way. I was thinking, okay, what would be the top six albums to build your apocalyptic uh, playlist from? And I'm not saying like top six albums that are just great fucking songs and you want to listen to all of it. No, I want something that fits the sort of apocalyptic feel that you could see playing in the background as you like drove through the wasteland or something. This also assumes that cars still work and you can still get gas. Hey, man, it's Mad Max. Yeah. Oh, wow. What a good question. So like I at the time was listening to David Bowie's Hunky Dory. Good album. Hunky Dory's a fantastic album, and I mean, Oh You Pretty Things. Oh, yeah. I mean, Quicksand. Um, the fucking other one that's just on the tip of my tongue that I can't remember. I'll, I'll look at the, the track listing what, for What, on Hunky Dory? Yeah. Because I'll be able to tell you exactly the other one that popped in my head, but definitely Oh You Pretty Things and, and uh, Quicksand well, yeah. are just fantastic apocalypse songs. Like, they fit. Well, those are literally about. I mean, there's. Well, I guess life on Mars would be. Yeah, would that be that's good. a yeah. good one. I love. I love that fucking album. Uh, so let's see. I mean, shit. Changes. Yep. Oh, you pretty things. Uh, life on Mars. Kooks. Quicksand. Yep. Um. Yeah, it's just that album would be great, and it, it sort of gives you that sort of spooky but protagonist 
desolate but determined kind of thing going on, you know? Yeah. So I think for me... Um, like, that's that's the one where you're cruising down the abandoned stretch of highway yeah. and looking at, like, the rubble in the distance, and it's, it's sad and somber, but you're determined and with purpose. Well, I mean, in theory, I think of that album, or I think of Bowie in general, if you're talking about that, as somewhat introspective as you're looking out upon the shattered hellscape, you know? But you're still going somewhere with it. Yeah. Is the thing. Um, That's not my sitting, looking at the wreckage, drinking from a bottle of whiskey and wondering why the blast didn't get me, god damn it. That's not that album. That's not that sort of dark introspection. So are we? So we have to do an album as opposed to a, as opposed to tracks. So we need to do whole albums. I think so. Okay, um, Th- that makes it a challenge. No, it does. It? it does. And like I said, I've got my second one lined up. I don't know what my third one fucking is yet. Um, I will. I I'm gonna say that compilations are allowed. Yeah, um, sure, sure. Hmm. And you know what? I'm actually going to go on Spotify right now. I'm going to make a playlist with our six albums on it. Um, I'm going to say Couch, Grouches, Apocalypse, Playlist, Create. And I'm going to start it off by adding fucking Hunky Dory on there. That's good album. Um, I mean, I just that it's a fantastic album. Bowie is fantastic. I love everything about Bowie. Um, add songs. So for me, I I'm gonna add Hunky Dory. The entire album changes. Oh, where did that go? Oh, it didn't add all of them. All right. I'm giving you time to think, though. That's what I'm doing here. Changes. Oh, you pretty things. Can I just add the full album? It won't let you on a on a playlist. It won't let you. I think it might if I uh, if I was on my computer to do it. Maybe. That's fine. I'm just gonna keep going. I would say. And yes, I include Eight Line Poem in there, even yeah. though it's not a great song. Um, so the first album that comes to mind for me is um, Johnny Cash, uh, Amer- the American Four album. So that's uh, it's The Man Comes Around. It's, the, it's with the uh, songs, you know, it's with The Man Comes Around. It comes with his cover of Hurt. Um, and, the, you know, all those albums are covers, those American albums, because they're American standards. Um and it ends with um, "We'll Meet Again," which is a oh yeah. yeah. Um, so just the whole, but the whole album, is, the whole album, it's really well put together. Um, and, and, and it's and just, and it, just for and note, I was going with the 2015 remastered version. Go for it for Hunky Dory. And, and what was your album again, though? Uh, Johnny Cash, American Four, and Four. It's IV. It's Roman numeral. The man comes around is the uh, it's the first song there on the album. It is, there yeah. it is. Um, that entire album, that entire album would okay. be good so, for the for the end oh of the world. Oh man, that one's got hurt. Oh oh okay. I'm gonna hate that I'm putting this on this yeah. because when I'm listening to this playlist later on driving, there's and, no and Johnny Cash's hurt yeah. is yeah. coming on. Yeah. 
You well, know what though? This might be a great album to put on shuffle because you'll get some of the Johnny Cash yeah. mixed in with the more uplifting Bowie. Yep. Um, and we're gonna take me to my number two. It's your number two. Never mind the Bullocks. Here's the Sex Pistols. Uh, it's a great album. Um, my favorite song on that album is Submission. I love that fucking song. Um, it, again, it's it's the simplest song on that album, and simple for the Sex Pistols is ridiculously simple. So yeah. that's a fun song, though. But um, I mean. So I, I was thinking about it mostly just because, you know, as I was driving and I had had the idea of what do we put on here? Mm-hmm. You know, what would my albums be? And I thought about, well, what's a song that I want on there? And Anarchy in the UK is just pretty good. But you know what you get with Nevermind the Bollocks? I mean, it's their only album. Yeah. It's their only real album, so... But you know what you're gonna get out with with never mind the bullocks is I'm sorry I actually well, have well, to like, type well, in a well, lot well, like God save the Queen or oh man uh, you start off strong with Holiday in the Sun Holiday in the Sun yep Holiday in the Sun that is a dope apocalypse mm-hmm. song uh, bodies yep bodies takes you takes you a little bit a little bit more in there mm-hmm. no feelings mm-hmm. liar pretty vacant problems yeah. God Save the Queen, her fascist regime. Yep. Yeah. 17. Okay, maybe we don't need. Listen, it's, yes, it's fine too. The entire album Anarchy is in the UK, Submission, insane. Pretty Vacant, New York, EMI. Yeah, yeah the entire fucking album is like, very, very solid. I mean, yeah. I could have just as easily said the entire, uh, all of Sex Pistols, put all of Sex Pistols on there. Well, that's pretty much never but mind you the did just put <laughs> I mean, all the Sex Pistols on there. Um, I think since since you're thinking punk rock, I'm gonna think of some punk rock as well, and I'll say the first Ramones album. All right, all right. Um, and here's why. And what was the name of that album? Do you know Ramones? That? Just called the Ramones. Ramones. Um, or just Ramones. I mean the Ramones. Just Ramones. I'm gonna go um, to the artist. And that so, so that album has. A, a lot of upbeat to it because the Ramones were kind of upbeat, but they were upbeat in a kind of really annoyed, you know. And I'm go- should I go with the 40th anniversary or the 2017 remaster? Um, because I think the the 40th anniversary. Go with the remaster because the remaster has all the same stuff as the 40th. I think. All right. I mean, honestly, you know. Yeah, people. The only songs that people know. Oh shit! That. You can just add entire albums. To oh, the that's playlist. The thing is, I have to go to the album page. Oh, I and see. And then add to. From there, I can add to playlists. So yeah, I'll go with. I'll go with. Um, that's great. That means I'm gonna actually go through and add those other two that yep. I only added a single song from. Yep. So yeah, definitely. Um, definitely the Ramones. I mean, it's like I could really. St- the thing is, I don't know what album I would want because. I've been listening to, um, so you know how I listen to the the podcast, um, last podcast on the left. I talk about that a lot. I do know that. Um, so Marcus Parks, from from that, he does a podcast with his new wife, which is um, No Dogs in Space, and they do like, um. Music history. They talk about music history and mm-hmm. things. They and the first series that they did on that was a four episode series on the Stooges. 
like Iggy Pop. Yeah, and like Stooges. Iggy Pop and the Stooges. And so I've been listening to I love a lot Iggy Pop. more of that. Like I love Iggy Pop. Proto punk. Yeah. So there's that period. There's that period in punk. Um, well, Iggy Pop. Yeah. Um, he was. Oh no, definitely. He was right there in the in the beginning. Yep. Um, I mean, the Ramones were the first real, honest to God, punk band. But yeah, uh, the Stooges were like you know at the end of the 60s they had that you know in that first album they were still kind of mod looking you know what i mean yeah. like, yes um you know but i also like um that kind i mean of if you if you want to be tossing your third one on here too because this would be your third right what yeah oh, this cause, cause you third, did johnny yeah. cash and yeah. then you did uh the ramones yeah i'm just trying to think i, I I'm i'm trying to not do um, it's a good podcast. You should actually give it a listen. Yeah, at some point I will. I'm, um, I'm trying to not do um, another punk album. Yeah, right. Because of course, I think it, pro- it's also it's it's real kind of uh, cliche. So if you think of um, proto punk, you like proto punk. Uh, yeah. Try the New York Dolls. I think I've heard. I've always loved the New York Dolls. The New York Dolls. American Four. You want right? American Four. Okay, um, there it is. Let's go. Here. And then, of course, you know, if you want to do, th- you know, proto punk, I think the first proto punk band, like the, f- would be like the Velvet Underground. Yeah, which is a completely but different th- type were, of sound. There were a couple that he was bringing up on the podcast, yeah. like um, from uh, there. There was this band in Germany, or this band of Germans. I think it was in Germany around the time of the Vietnam War. That okay. was really experimenting with proto punk, and he played it, and I forget what it is off the top of my head. Um, I could go through. Marcus has his own po- uh, playlists up here on Spotify as mm-hmm. well to go along with with the uh, shows that they're doing. Mm-hmm. But okay, so we've got um, so far on this list: Hunky Dory, mm-hmm. Ramones, mm-hmm. Uh, never mind the Bullocks. Mm-hmm. Here's the Sex Pistols. And Johnny, Johnny Cash, Cash, American Four, The Man Comes Around. Yep. And then I'm gonna be, you know what? I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be super. Um, I'm gonna be super predictable on this, and I'm just gonna say. Um, oh, see, no. Yeah, this is the tough one, right? Yeah, I mean, because I have there's so many albums you could use. Um, I mean, like we're clearly going you know for for an overall theme here too. I'm going to say Black Sabbath, Paranoid, the album Paranoid. All right. uh, half of that, half of that album is about the end of the world. Anyway, is about you know. Should we go with the 2014 remaster or the 2016 remaster? The 2016 remaster. It's very. It's a it's a oh, it's, that's it's just a very the song. I want the album. I'm going to do the 2014 because that's out of black box. 2014 is out of black box, which was the big remastered box set, which I have. Uh, very robust sound. Um, first of all, black, uh, Paranoid has also been voted on many different lists, including Rolling Stone. Uh, there's as, the there's the album as right the here. greatest heavy metal album ever this made. One, right that's here. it. Um, and there War are lot, pigs, War pigs, paranoid, paranoid, Planet Caravan, Iron Man, Electric Funeral, Hand of Doom, yep. Rat Salad, yep. Jack the Stripper. Well, I, I always thought that if I was going to be a, uh, a a a stripper, 
I would go with the name Jack the Stripper. So Black Sabbath is this weird thing. Um, the record company would like what they would do is they would take the tracks and they would try to make up names for certain parts of songs to try to like beef up the track list. Okay. All Jack the Stripper is is the intro to Fairies Wear Boots. Well, that was Jack the Stripper slash. Like you see um, War Pigs. Yeah. In some versions of War Pigs, says War Pigs, Luke's Wall. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. It's just the end of War Pigs. So, some I'm trying yeah. to think. But what? yeah, so Sabbath. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, you can't have an end of the world collection without Paranoid. Like I would love. And it's not even my favorite Sabbath album. I mean, I kind of want to go with some Doctor Steel on there. Okay. It's got the sort of industrial vibe, steampunky, retro future. Building robots, world domination, but I don't, I don't know. Let me let me just take a, rem, let me just remind myself of what. Um, oops, did I accidentally just add Black Sabbath to my Doctor Steel playlist? Hey, uh, you, you, I may you, have. You could you could do worse. Uh, but speaking of, let me just take a look at that and and remind my. I did in fact add. Uh, paranoid to Doctor Steel playlist. Oh, you'll enjoy it. It's good album. So let's see if I can if I can pick a pick one of these. It would make sense. The problem is, there was one I really liked. Um, that was only released on CD. That uh, you can't get on on Spotify right now. Mm-hmm. It was basically kind of a best of compilation. Um, but when he re released these later on. I mean, it's like, no, there's there's not a single one of them that has all the songs on it that I would want, and yet every one of them also has songs on it that I really don't want on there. So, so I, I I told you you would you were gonna have the easier time with this. I one. would say I'm gonna make a recommendation for Paranoid for you. Mm-hmm. Before you listen to your list on shuffle. Listen to that album from beginning to end. Because mm. even from beginning to end, it, it has a very interesting arc. Um, oh, oh, it, it's a fun oh, album. I think I, mm, it's a hold fun on album. A sec. Oh, he's thinking of his. I've he, got, and I, he I've thinks got he a, has it. I've got a thing I need to search. He has it. Because um, I need to remind myself what some of these are. Or what, what some of the. Did, oh, you were checking the time? Yeah. I thought you were trying to see what the CDMA noise was because that was my phone. No, it's fine. Um, okay. Let's take a look at their discography here. I mean, spoiler alert, I, I'm looking at Pink Floyd. Yeah, there are a couple of Floyd albums that you could do. Um, I wouldn't do, like, The Wall. Nah. I wouldn't do Dark Side of the Moon. You know, the, the like I would do maybe "Wish You Were Here," maybe "Wish You Were Here" would maybe. be good. Um, again, like that would be at the end. I mean, that the be... division bell. If you want to be sad about well, everything, yeah, but that's also no. You know what? I'm, I don't want Floyd. Floyd's not my. I also don't count. I also don't count things like the division bell and stuff like that because Roger Waters isn't in the band anymore at that point. He's not singing. It's just David Gilmore, and I don't want to know about it. All right, go F- ahead. Final cut. Also, if you want to be yeah. sad, I mean, like. <laughs> you open final cut with the post-war dream. Yep. And that's just 
That's yeah. a down. I don't want Floyd on no. there. Floyd's not going to help. We've already got Johnny Cash on there, man. Right. Um, man. Shit, I, I don't know. Um, what are we going to talk about after we finish this list? Should I keep buying time? I don't know. We're an hour in. <laughs> yeah, but like the first hour of that is going to be like, hey, skip this if you don't want to be sad about life. Which, I mean, honestly, I would appreciate skipping that because I don't want to hear about it any more than I anyone know. else. I, I know. just needed to talk about it to vent. I know you did. Um, and it was the right thing to do. But, you know, like, we should have some some more uplifting-y things. Ooh, ooh. How about... Let's see. Um, does steam-powered giraffe have anything good? Like, a good... They've got a lot of good songs. I'm not familiar with Steamed Powered Giraffe. Or Steam Powered Giraffe. Not Frenchie and the Punk. Oh. Oh, I think I got I think I got one. Okay. Let me just check out the album again to remind myself because it's been fucking forever. The album I'm thinking of came out in two thousand nine. It's been a while. Uh let me just remind myself what's on here. Um Yeah. Y'all go with that. I'm going to put Ether Shanties by Abney Park on there. Okay, when you put that on the list, that'll be something completely new for me. So that's exciting. That is a 2009 album by Abney Park. And I think I've talked about them before. Nope, but okay. No? Not to me, Um, you haven't. So Abney Park is a steampunk band. And they're one of the first like called themselves strictly a steampunk band and okay. they weren't to begin with they've been around for a while um they were very shoegazy melodic goth for a while okay i can um, appreciate that and honestly it's really nice albums their early work but it's pretty dark and just atmospheric mm-hmm. shoegazy melodic you know sad song goth sure. song sure a little bit of that industrial flair and everything. Um, and then, actually, I think it was Ether Shanties was the first one that they released. And it's Ether spelled with the uh, A-E. The Aether, yeah. That that one where they're together. Oh, yeah. I forgot, I forgot that letter is called as Greek letter. I forgot yeah. what it's called. Uh, which I still believe is pronounced E. I believe it is pronounced E. It's And it's not Aether. No, it's Ether. Like everyone. No, I'm it's, sure it is it, pronounced. It's, it's Ether. I mean, in... in, in Common parlance now, Aether, Shanties. Yeah. But um, this was like their their big, hey guys, actually we're full steampunk now album. And it's got uh, songs that are just sort of, so they styled themselves as uh, airship pirates in a sort of apocalyptic future, wandering the wasteland sort of, but instead of wandering the wasteland, they were flying around in, in their uh, airship and everything. So I think that it kind of fits the vibe of the post-apocalyptic. And some of their stuff later on, some of their other uh, steampunk albums mm-hmm. also really fit the That's what they're going for with it. So I may wind out swapping it out, but I'm definitely sticking with a uh, with a later Abney Park album is going to go on there. Here's your wondering. The, um, the letter in question. Yeah. Um, is often called the the ash or the ash, and the um, pronunciation in Latin in mm-hmm. the Latin version of it would be I. Either. Yeah, as in fine or okay. mine. Yeah, 
I, which I in it because it's a di- it's a it denotes a diphthong. Uh, well, oh yeah, okay, no, so, because it would be I. Yeah, it'd be I. Yeah. Yep. Um, that makes sense too. Which is interesting. So, but you know, um, so I, I like I said, I may swap out that album in particular, but it's definitely going to be one of the steampunk themed. Actually, it might even be an earlier uh, proto steampunk, late gothy. Uh, Abney Park, but I'm definitely gonna stick with Abney Park on okay. there. All right. Um, and you know, once I get this playlist kind of locked down, and I might change the order of the albums a little bit. Share that motherfucker. Yeah, album. hell but yeah. I will, in fact, for the first time in a long time, I did. I have posted things to our Facebook sure. before, but for the first time in a long time, I'll go on Facebook and I'll I'll put it up there with the Spotify playlist, Couch Crouch's Apocalyptic playlist or Apocalypse playlist. I forget what I named it. Well, but it'll fun. definitely go up. I just think that that sort of... Because uh, it gets a little gloomy sometimes in the album. Sure. But it's also still fairly uplifting. Because, I mean, they're being sky pirates is what they are. So they're, you got some songs that are basically, to paraphrase, Oh boy, the end of the world sure does suck. Wish it didn't happen. <laughs> and then you got some songs which are... Fuck it, let's get drunk and be pirates in the sky. So it works, I think. Fair enough. A, a lot of homemade instruments and everything, that was sort of the whole thing, too. So, yeah, that's cool. there's definitely a list that I get my my brain around. You're right. I would love to get audience suggestions for albums to add to the uh, to this sort of apocalyptic playlist here and remember i i like the idea that i started with honestly which was the whole this is you'll put this on in your apocalypse buggy as you're driving around the wasteland going from place to place doing whatever it is you're seeking to be doing but this isn't a ambient background track this isn't like you know you're listening to three dog on the radio that that's a uh that's a fallout three too uh, I, I see he was the radio dj in fallout three no he, I he, he was the one that would play like the old timey music i forget who it is in four travis but diamond city radio but so that that was the fallout three and that i just think of him but this isn't like your Oh, this is a pretty nice soundtrack in the. It might be close to your Fallout soundtrack sort of thing, but this this I certainly can definitely isn't. See, I can definitely see you walking, you know, down the wasteland with the Johnny Cash playing. Absolutely, I'm just saying that this one is definitely not sweeping panoramic shot of the wasteland and you. This one's not even really the, you know. Walking Dead background track where it's no, setting I, the mood. I, feel, what like, this I is, feel like it would come on over your Pip-Boy. I do. What this is, this would be the, the radio station you tune into in Fallout. This would be um, Umbrella Academy did a good job of capturing that sort of mm-hmm. like comic book feel in the way that they framed their, their music choices. I feel like I, I found would... a couple really good bands just through looking up songs from Umbrella Academy. I feel like I would be a post a post apocalyptic DJ. Yeah, sure. I feel like that would be a viable career choice for me. Um this would be you know the the Watchmen movie also did a great job of theming the soundtrack to evoke the feeling of the comic book. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I mean, you know, starting off 
with the Bob Dylan going straight into all these things, Ride of the Valkyries as everything's going on. Mm-hmm. It fit the mood. You know, it fit the feel of the comic experience to me. Fair enough. So I think that's sort of the 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 thing I'm going with is when I came up with this idea, I was clearly the protagonist in my <laughs> own version of Grant Morrison's The Invisibles, where the government is going to send their psychic soldiers to like liquefy my brain because I found out that they've got the cure for AIDS trapped in a lesbian stuck underground at Dulce Air Base because I astrally projected and got caught in there. I think that was a... Pl- it's, it's been a while, and also The Invisibles is like a really tough read sometimes. So. It's not the world's easiest read. You're absolutely right. Grant Morrison is... Uh, uh, he's he's an occult genius, honestly. I love... So Grant that, Morrison, but. for me, came up with the single greatest alternative explanation for an ending ever okay so i was listening to a podcast a kevin smith this years ago listen to a kevin smith podcast with grant morrison and grant morrison talks about the end of the killing joke okay yeah so at the end of the killing joke for those you don't remember uh the joker tells batman (laughs) a silly joke you think i'm insane you're going to switch off the light as I'm halfway yeah. across. Um, and Batman and the Joker start to laugh. Mm-hmm. And there is a panel where Batman kind of pats him on the back and they're laughing. And the next panel, the laughing stopped. And it's just the rain. Grant Morrison said that in that panel, when he grabs him, that he kills him. Mm-hmm. That he actually kills the Joker. And that's how it and it would make so much sense that finally, because the way that the the way that the book starts mm-hmm. is the first line is we need to talk. We're gonna end up killing each other, aren't we? And at the end. So uh Grant Morrison's come up with some and I think he even said that um he might have used the, the the hand needle that the Joker uses because he mm-hmm. picks it up in the comic. Interesting stuff like that. I don't know. So, yeah, that's uh, that's that's what I got going on. Um, but like, who am I thinking? I think I think I'm also thinking of. Uh, let me just check this dude's work. I mean, I could just say it, and you would tell me that I'm correct. But I'm also pretty sure that I'm correct anyway. Uh, yeah, that's a vertigo author. It was Garth Ennis. Garth Ennis. Is, he's John. He's Constantine Hellblazer. He's also Garth Ennis. Is also um, he's preacher. a lot of things, but he's preacher. But uh, yeah, like it, it's definitely it. It was the hey, if I'm actually the most important man in the world, if I am the protagonist of reality, and I got to be sneaky and secret about doing magic. So that the magic mirror, which is actually God who is trapped in his own creation because of an experiment. And then, I don't know, I forget all of the characters in that. Raggedy Ann was one of them. I like dogma better where God uh, comes down to earth 
once a month because he loves to play skee ball. Yeah, she's always looked like Alanis Morissette. And she's always looked like Alanis Morissette, so um but so so yeah, it was definitely the if I'm actually the most important and I need to do the big thing that's going to drive this plot arc. What is the music I'm going to listen to? You know, what's the music that's going to be written as coming out of my speakers when it's a very important moment and it's setting the atmosphere? Like, uh, uh, Constantine uses music a whole lot, in it, especially because John was in a punk band and everything. Yep. And so music is a huge mood setter in that. So what would it be? And as I was thinking this, I was listening to the to the end of Quicksand. I'm like... You know what? This isn't half bad for for that to set the mood to. Be, and it it worked because I was thinking about what if I am magic? What if I'm what if I've got to be the wizard boy that changes the world yada yada yada, right? Again, it was very much a invisible/constantine kind of kind of mood, right? Yes. So why not Bowie? Because Bowie's got that occult theme and magic feeling and also mm-hmm. it's a fucking good album so yep. put that on there so i would love to hear uh audience suggestions as well yeah and if you want to send us your ideas for the playlist and Get, we'll add it to the playlist hell yeah this is a collaborative um, effort now um yeah if you want to add uh, you know music that meets the guidelines we've given so not you know stuff that would y- Stuff that would be on your pip boy during your walk through the wasteland, you can send it to us uh, via email at uh, couchgrouches at gmail dot com. Uh, uh, I'll I'll put the po- playlist up on Facebook as yep. well. Comment on there. Yep, Facebook. Uh, just look up facebook dot com slash couchgrouches. You can also send us a list. Um, you know, at couchgrouches on Twitter, Instagram. Just like give me a full album to yeah. put on there. If, uh, and if part, you, part of this is also for me. Yeah. Is getting some new albums and bands that I never would have listened to in the first place. Absolutely. Never would have considered. But that just fits. So, there you go. We, we may trim it down eventually. We might take a couple songs off from different albums, too. Like, I mean, never mind the bollocks. It's a great album. Great songs. But maybe you don't need all of them. Maybe it's getting too crowded. Maybe we don't need a three-day-long playlist. See, I disagree with that, and I'll tell you why. Because like, it's the apocalypse and you need more music. Yeah, but I like the big, huge, long playlists because when I put them on shuffle, there's a good chance that there's not, you know, I'm not going to hear a lot of the stuff that I heard yesterday. Yeah. So I love it when there's a lot of stuff on a playlist, but that's just me. But I'm saying that we can also trim some of the fat eventually, too. Yeah, what are you trying you to say? Know? I'm saying that like maybe we don't need all of those depressing Johnny Cash songs at the same time. Why is it always going to be fat, though? Because that's what you trim off of the meat. Fat's delicious. Yeah, but if you're going to trim something off of your meat, you're not going to trim the meat off the meat. Because you got to eat that meat. Speaking of got to eat that meat, did you see that video of Joe? Yeah. Poor Joe. Did Jamie see the video of Joe? Yeah, we watched it on the TV. Okay. Yeah, in fact, Peter watched the video of Joe. (laughs) Did the audience... Audience, tell me, tell me true. I don't think that you did because when I watched it, it said that the view count was four. And if you watched it, I know that um, I know that Missy watched it. 
Uh, the view count's going to be at least one higher because I did send well, it to I'm another curious. person too. Let's, let's find out. Let's find out. I um, sent it to another person too, saying, "Hey, watch this." So, like, hey, audience, you know, be honest, tell me true. Did you watch the video that Joe posted on on the Couch Grouch's YouTube? Because uh, there have been forty-seven views on that now. Oh, all right. Yeah, and it's it's getting. Yeah, yeah. Which um, is actually, honestly, the most views we have had. So. so it's getting. So hey, if you haven't yet subscribed to our um, subscribe to our YouTube YouTube channel, uh, we're still at fifty five. So <laughs> I really would like to see like forty five more. So so you watch it though, and now audience, maybe you've never met Joe. Maybe you have met Joe. Maybe you've seen Joe watch horrible movies before and get very upset by them. But if you haven't, I'm here to tell you, and and Jim's here to back me up. That's, that's we that's we, the look. That is one hundred percent the look. The second he took that, so he already wasn't looking too thrilled with it as he's describing the box and everything. But the second he took that first bite, I could I watched his face go from, well maybe it's not going to be so bad to that chicken, oh my god that this chicken is, don't go with that donut like oh my <laughs> god this is ice pirates kind of face, and then but God bless him God bless him. He went in for a second bite immediately to he make did. sure he was right. And then, with that second bite, the brow furrowed, that wrinkle on his forehead just popped out, and all of a sudden it's, oh, Joe hates not only this sandwich, but Joe hates thinking that this sandwich was ever a good idea, and Joe hates himself right now. And Joe also hates the fact that he knows, no matter what, He's finishing that sandwich. It was a seven dollar sandwich, man. So it was six fifty after tax. That's damn yeah. close to seven dollars. He was hungry. He hadn't eaten, and I get it. I watched that video. I was at work, and I had skipped lunch because I was being a dumb dumb, and I skipped lunch I'm again. Do that. I'm not, but I'm getting better at least about making sure that I consume calories every every day. So you were hungry and watched the video. I was hungry. I watched that video. I'm like. Shit, now I really am hungry. What am I going to eat today? Because it sure as hell is not that sandwich. Because <laughs> I watched, I watched him hate. <laughs> I watched him hate. I watched him get disappointed. I watched the self-loathing creep up. I watched his face slowly get red as he got angry at this entire situation. I watched his brow and how he does that thing when. When and and Joe, I'm not making fun of you. You know you do this. Jim knows you do this. The audience has heard you do this, but when Joe starts, yeah. So, yep. He he clicks, and the more he clicks, the more he's really upset with the scenario. And it's just, it's true. I feel real bad that Joe felt that he needed to do that, but also, I feel real glad that I didn't need to do that. Though you know what. I like Dice Pirates. Maybe I'll like this sandwich. Joe, if you're listening, write in. Tell me to eat this sandwich. You're I not going to write did, in. I did. I will say that I did, did try. Did you eat the sandwich? Nope, but I did try the breakfast baconator. How is it? It's very good. Okay, cool. It's very good. Wendy's cool. is Wendy's. Wendy's did a good job. All right. Um, Did you see that now they have like a quadruple Big Mac? I did not. And they also have a one patty Big Mac? A oh. Oh, okay, so it's not like a giant patty, one patty Big Mac. No, it's 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 just a Big Mac with only one patty. It's called Little Mac. 
Okay. Much like the boxer in Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Yeah. Um, I, I, M. Bison was M- Mike Bison. Mike Bison. And he was supposed to be Balrog. No, he was supposed to be Vega. And Bal- well, Vega, no, no, and I, Vega. I mean that, that the name Mike Bison was made for the character who is now Balrog. Right, and Balrog was supposed to be Vega. And, and Vega, Vega was, was supposed, supposed to be M. M. Bison. Bison. Yep. Vega was supposed to be the bad guy, the big bad yeah. M. Bison. Right. His name was... The character model known as M. Bison was supposed to be the character was supposed to be named Vega. Right. The character model known as Balrog was supposed to be named M. Bison. And the character model known as Vega was supposed to be Balrog. Yeah, and Blanca's a cheating whore. Just straight up Blanca's a cheating whore. Blanca's a cheating whore? Yeah, Blanca's... Oh, like literally... Okay, I understand. like, Like, if you play Blanca, stop, get good... No, I, I will say, especially in Street Fighter 2, um, you just have to know how to counter that bullshit. And Vega, Vega needs to stop his bullshit too because, oh boy, look at me. I'm the only dude who's got like, let me just throw my mask at you. Well, that's not Street Fighter 2. That's like Street Fighter 4 and 5. Yeah, and that you're absolutely right. There's some shit. It's dumb. Yeah, but you can't do it's, the it's, ch- it's like in, in Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, the fuck was the one before the one that just... Whatever. I forget off the top of my head the different names. I think it was Brawl. But like Samus. Samus mm-hmm. had the two forms. You had regular mm-hmm. suit and zero suit. And if you sm- got the smash orb that let you do the final smash... The big laser thing, and then your armor would fall off, and now you had all these projectiles around you that you could throw, and they did stupid damage. But if at the beginning of the fight, you held, if you selected regular Samus and held down, I forget what button it was, I think it was Z on the GameCube controller. If you held that button down as the fight was loading, you would load in, and then the armor would fall off, and you'd be zero suit. With the projectiles was, ready around. Was there only one GameCube Super Smash Brothers? I think so, yeah. Because then, then it was the Wii. Then it was Melee. Yeah, but you could still use the GameCube controller on the Wii. Oh, so this is a Wii one. Okay. Yeah. Because the one for, for GameCube was Melee. Yeah. So if you held down uh, Z, I think it was, though, mm-hmm. you would spawn in and drop all your armor and immediately have projectiles to just whip across the field at everybody else. Or you could come in as regular Samus and then spam up and down on the D-pad. And if you did it fast enough, you would also drop your armor and now have instant project. It's dumb, but oh boy, did I do that a lot. <laughs> well, it's like um, uh, Marvel versus Capcom 2 um, playing... Um I love that game. It really respects button mashing. Yeah, play, and that's my only way to play fighting games. Playing fucking cable. Um, you could do the ultimate zoning with cable because you're um, you had you had a you had a beam and the beam went across the entire thing and the beam could be adjusted mm-hmm. where it was and what direction it went in, but his uh, strong punch wasn't a punch. It was so his medium punch was uh, he pulled out a pistol and boom, bam, 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 you know, crack, 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 and it was a juggle pistol. Mm-hmm. Well, and then his strong punch was a was a diagonal upward pointing uh, automatic pistol. Mm-hmm. So you could cover an entire 
right like if you you know if you tried to get in he could beam you out he also had a had a knockback which was super cheesy um if you're coming in you get the knockback or he could beam you if you tried to dive in he had a one button a one button cancel on that i mean you know some sometimes games are just silly and then of course he had a ridiculous super um i used to i used to just msnbc I used to um, play because uh, if you guys aren't familiar with it, it's a th- you can do like th- it's a three three character team. I would do like the beam team, which was like oh yeah, Cable, Cyclops, and Ryu. Uh, and you swap out Ryu for uh, for Iron Man, and you got yourself a beam yes. team. Yeah, no, no, you're absolutely right. Um, yeah, no, that was no. I, th- I actually I think I didn't use Cable for that, and I used Ryu. Okay, um, and yeah, you just just ridiculous. You, also, you fill you, up the entire also, screen with energy. You can swap one of them for War Machine too. Even you get yeah, but War extra. Machine used the missiles. I, I, yeah, but that that was a, just a little bit extra in certain scenarios. My I had a couple of teams that I really liked to use. It was a fun fucking it fighting a game. Fun game. You know what else was a fun game? What's that? Was it Darkstalkers? Darkstalkers. I love that game. That's the fighting I'm game very, right? with I'm, Felicia. And yeah, everyone. I'm very good at Darkstalkers. That was a fun game. I had. Darkstalkers 2 is also a lot of fun. Actually, I don't think I owned it. I think I rented it from a Blockbuster <laughs> for the PSP. Oh, I have the PSP upstairs. Like I'm P- just, I have the PSP version upstairs. I love that game. I'm just saying, you want to hear a sentence that you thought you would never going to hear in 2020? You, I rented you Darkstalkers re- you rented a from y- a Blockbuster. You rented a UMD of Darkstalkers for your PlayStation Portable? From Blockbusters. From Blockbuster. It's like these are not th- these are things that don't, don't exist none in of this, this century. None of this is a thing no, anymore. No, not at all. Um, but yeah, I rem- that was a fun fun game. Yeah. Um, Bless you. Uh, did you play the Final Fantasy VII demo? Oh yeah, I haven't yet. I did I miss my window? Is it done? No, I think it's still there. I played it because hey, guess who works from home right now? Yeah, I played it. Well, it won't take you very long. I it only goes through the first boss. That's fine. Um, I played it and my I posted immediately on Facebook. Good God, yeah, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. The first time they they do the pullback to you know the big pullback from Midgard. Oh yeah, I know. I wept. Was so they kept the composition of the cutscene though. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna love this. Yeah, I I've been looking forward to. Th- Okay, um, so the story between behind me and they're going to remake Final Fantasy, mm-hmm. I've been saying this since 2005 or six. Mm-hmm. So, and it was totally... So you remember how earlier I made up a conspiracy theory just based on stringing random concepts together, mm-hmm. which is just the nature of conspiracy theory in the first place? Correct. So, you remember the PS3 had the tech demo where they rendered yes, Cloud. I, I do remember that, yes. In, like, the Advent Children quality. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, oh, my God, they can do this. They, they should do Final Fantasy. They should remake Final Fantasy VII in Advent Children since this tech demo shows that they can't. And around that same time, I watched uh, Advent Children, right? Mm-hmm. And that, which is very mediocre, at the time, at the time, 
I, it was amazing, and I loved everything about it. I pirated it. I pirated the Japanese version because it wasn't out in America yet. And, oh, it was so amazing. It's Yeah, it has not held up terribly well. It's okay. Like I'm, it, It's fun. I don't want my time back. It's fun. The problem with it is it, it really dove in real hard on the emo cloud. Yeah. And... Ah, uh, whatever. I'm not going to spoil a game that's 20 years old right now, anyway. No, not really. Especially not because there's uh, there's going to be a remake. You can play it. If you've never played it before, you can play it now. You know? Whatever. But there's... Right at the end of Advent Children, when Cloud it kills Sephiroth, he says uh, something in Japanese that I think the subtitles translated to, I will not become a memory. And... My brain goes, oh, well, if he's not going to become a memory, but he died, then, hey, they're going to remake Final Fantasy VII so that it's not just people remembering because they're going to have a new game. We're having children graphics. That was my, my theory at the time. I see. And now, Jim, uh, let, let me get, I, I'm going to be accurate about this. Hold on a sec. Uh, Advent children release was 2005 Mm -hmm. 15 years later Jim Mm -hmm. it turns out I wasn't wrong they're remaking it Mm -hmm. if you remember I also told on this show said that there will never be an Inhumans movie Mm -hmm. and that long before we get to the Inhumans movie the X-Men will be owned by Marvel Comics. Uh-huh. X-Men will be owned by Disney. I'm sorry. It is owned by Marvel Comics. It will be owned by, by Disney. And they still never filled that slot, that 2021 slot. We shall see. Mm-hmm. So, we shall see. I still think that an X-Men movie is going there, or an X-Men-derived thing of some sort. And actually, uh, Josh wanted us to... To play the demo and review it on air. I'll, um, I'll give you a review right now. No, but don't I'd, do it. I'd rather, yeah, I haven't you, I'd rather it you play it. I haven't played it yet. And I think Joe's played it. Well, then I'm the last of us. So apparently. you should do that. Well, some of us have been busy with fair and everything. Yeah, but it hey, was, is it it's only about an Busy hour. with work and fair. It's only about an hour out of your life. Yeah, maybe I'll just do that tomorrow when I'm technically... Hey, if any of you work for the company I work for, stop listening right now. <laughs> Maybe I'll just do that tomorrow after I log into the company Slack on my phone so it looks like I'm awake and active doing something. Oh, I understand. Yeah, if anybody needs me, they can just get me. I d- I d- I took a couple of the <laughs> other things home from work, too. Like, uh, We've been trying for a while to implement chip reader. I think I've talked about that and sure how have. I hacked my way around mm-hmm. some bullshit. And came up with an innovative solution. So I figured, you know, if I'm if I'm home for a couple weeks to a month, who knows? Who knows how long? And part of this is, I, I believe I've talked about this, uh, my boss's kid has a very rare genetic disorder. Yes, he did. And the thing about that, though, is he can be sent into metabolic crisis from, like, anything. Mm, but especially sicknesses. So yeah, Poor baby. You know, this is... And that was not meant sarcastically. It means poor baby. This is just legitimately like my boss looking out for his own family here, too. Is Hey, hey, he can do it, though. If if I work from home, 
And if all y'all work from home, there's less a chance of me getting something and putting my son sort of in the line of fire. So when we were getting everything together, I figured, you know, he, he can still assign me work and he's got lists of things he wants to be done and to do for now and the future. So he can keep assigning things to me, but if there's ever a day that I finished up everything I'm working on and he hasn't given me anything else, mm-hmm. I, I brought the chip reader home because I'll keep going on that project, get that done in my sure. off time. Sure. And also, I'll play the Final Fantasy VII exactly. uh, demo in my off time. And you know what? That's actually, uh, what did they push that to? Was it May or was it April? It was I know they, they just pushed the release. Hold on. FFVII, April tenth, twenty twenty. Apparently, is the is the release date, and I've I'm real upset that it's not being released March twenty twenty now. Because hey, guess who's not gonna have anything to fucking do for the rest of March twenty goddamn twenty? Square Enix, <laughs> it's me. Um, and I paid you. I paid you a lot of money. I have Square Enix. I haven't paid for it yet. I I will. I pre-ordered. I know you did. I shouldn't pre-order. I rail against pre-ordering all the time. Yeah, but you're excited. The important thing is I pre-ordered pretty much specifically just for the fucking dope-ass Figma uh, cloud action figure with the dope-ass Hardy Davidson motorcycle. It it looks so cool. I just want that to put in my apartment somewhere. I don't fucking... I didn't tell you yet. You didn't tell me yet. Can you tell me on the air? I can tell you on the air. I can tell Jamie, but Jamie... Oh, Jamie can't hear me. Sometimes she's got music in her AirPods and doesn't hear me when I say her name. So I don't know when it's going to happen. Certainly not right now. Certainly probably not in the next couple of weeks. But eventually, I, I'm going to get a fucking hedgehog. I want a hedgehog. Like as in for a pet? Like a pet. I want a pet hedgehog. They're so cute. They're so cute and lovable and and semi unhandleable. That's fine because they get to love you and they do love you. They 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 get attached and they, and they express enjoyment. And when they do, they relax and they get picked up and they squirm around and they're so cute. And I want one. And I'm going to name it Hufflepuff. <laughs> You're going to name it Hufflepuff well, the Hedgehog? I'm not going to startle him. They they're very easy to startle. It's actually a very quiet apartment building. And and they do startle, but when they startle, they do two things, which are known as huffing and puffing. So I'm going to name it Hufflepuff. And it's it's called that because, well, one, they sort of, it sounds like almost hissing, but like, you know, wheezing mm-hmm. over and over. So there's your huffing, right? And and then that gives way to little quicker ones as it that sounds a lot more like sniffing and almost like a engine puffing. Yeah. So it's called huffing. So are you gonna call are you gonna Hufflepuff? call are you gonna call him Hufflepuff or are you gonna call him HP? Nope. He's gonna be he or she is gonna be Hufflepuff. It's a very gender neutral name. It is. And also this is like the closest thing I can get to owning a badger as a pet, except for a skunk. But I'm not going to get a skunk because pet skunks are adorable and they're a thing. I knew a person that had a pet skunk once. But they're also like really rambunctious. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll, I'll, I'll keep a hedgehog in my apartment. I don't think that my lease. You know what you should get? 
I don't I, like. I don't think the leasing agreement and anything is going to have any sort of problem with a hedgehog. Because hey, guess what? They live in a cage. They run on their wheel. What? They what? come out and are nice, and they don't chew through all of the wires that are exposed to it. Would they have a problem if you like got a wolverine? Probably, yeah. yeah. Probably. If, yeah. if you can't get a badger, I guess getting a wolverine would be out of the question. Yeah. Because I looked, I looked for badgers because. English badgers are cute. You, yeah, but they're also vicious. The English badgers are very cute. Yes, though. but they're vicious. I mean, they're supposed Ameri- to be. American badgers look like they will stab you for meth. <laughs> yes, like straight up. <laughs> have you seen that picture? Yeah, I have. The, the comparison of an American badger with an English badger. Yeah. English badger looks cute, like he's dressed up in a little tuxedo, just wants to have you over for tea and crumpets. American badger will fuck your day out. Will stab you for meth. Like it's, He's so cute. Well, right? Yeah. English badgers are adorable. Now, listeners, if you've never seen the difference, English badgers are the ones that you think of like with the old badger badger animation with the, the stripe down them or when you think of the Hufflepuff badger, that's an English badger. An American badger is a very angry, mean-looking son of a bitch. <laughs> the European badger looks like a nice guy who'd invite you to his cozy and clean burrow to have some tea. The American badger <laughs> got a skank and is waiting for you in a dark alley so he can rob you and spend the money on methamphetamine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you look at the picture. It's 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 striking how how. Uh, how I mean, honestly, it's not the best look for an American badger. They didn't they didn't get a nice clean one, but but like yeah, they're still pretty terrible. But. Um, like Jim, um, just I found so the same day that I wanted to, that I was, so I was feeling a little bit down, and I just started browsing through uh, Imager, and I I saw pictures of hedgehogs and other cute pets. I'm like, oh my god, hedgehogs! You get a chinchilla? They live for twenty fucking years. <laughs> they do live for a long time. I thought about that too, but you know that their hair is so fine. Have you ever actually pet a chinchilla? Uh-huh. Yeah, their hair is so incredibly fine that they're like the most sens- sensory, pleasant thing to hold. And I, I did think about it because, so I was obvi- I was obviously I in a mood. Doing the chinchilla, no man, those things live twenty fucking years. I was quite clearly in a mood, just overall in general. Uh, it, it wasn't the world's best mood. I'll, I'm, I will freely admit that. Four um, to six years for a hedgehog. Mm-hmm. But like the thing is, oops, I didn't mean to open that app. Um, it's a dirty app. No, it was just I opened up the wrong gallery app because oh, okay. I have my own gallery that I use, but like I wasn't seeing my. Uh, maybe I haven't actually used the camera for anything. Oh, this this right here. So I was browsing around like exotic pet adoption websites mm-hmm. and stuff, and I found this chinchilla whose name is Oof, <laughs> and I kind of really want. It because her name is Oof, and I think that's adorable, and she's real cute. And I looked up, do chinchillas make good pets? And everyone's like, yes. However, they live for upwards of 20 years. And I said, oh boy, I may want a chinchilla right now, but does 50-year-old me want a <laughs> chinchilla that he has to take care of? It's a good question. Where's no, a, probably not. Where's the hedgehog? Yeah. But, yeah. Six years max. Like that's that's still a long enough time to have a pet. Sure, for that sure. It, that it will be, like, it will ruin me when it dies because I will be very sad that Hufflepuff has died. Um, but like, they say I that a pet a pet hedgehog could live up to ten years. Actually, 
Okay, that's even longer, so I'll still be like it is destroyed. A, it is a solitary animal and should live alone, so you don't have to get more than one hedgehog. It's not like a goat. Do you know if you buy? You know if you get a goat that you cannot have one goat because they get severely depressed and they will die of depression because they get lonely. So I I was looking at a lot of pets. I wish that I had the room and money and space and time for a pig. <laughs> Pigs are fun. They're so cute. And they're so smart. And they're like dogs but pig. And so I've realized that if I can't have a pig, I want to be friends with a pig. So what I'm saying is I want to know someone who has a pig so I can go over and play with and hang out with the pig. Because I would like to be friends with the pig. Yeah, you know, all you have to feed a hedgehog is dry cat food. Yeah, and they occasionally take uh, like mealworms and other sorts of of insects, uh, insects yeah. as like a a, a nice treat. That's a what treat they would eat in a uh, in the wild. Yeah. I have read a lot about owning a hedgehog yeah. in the past couple of days because crickets. You could do crickets because I was browsing around. Because so, like when like when I owned an iguana. My iguana's favorite foods were, I mean, iguanas are vegetarians, mm-hmm. um, and they eat mostly green food, but his favorite foods were, um, well, he liked bananas and strawberries, but his favorite food was cottage cheese. He loved, it's bizarre, he liked strawberries and cottage cheese. So like, and those resulted in the most disgusting shits you've ever seen, because like, reptile shits are already disgusting. Oh my God. So the thing is, though, I was, I woke up. Same day I kind of got it in my head that, holy shit, I want a hedgehog. Okay. I woke up at about 3 a.m. This was actually last Sunday. I woke up at 3 a.m. and I... Sorry, I dropped my phone. Like, I think it was actually Sunday into Monday. Okay. I woke up. And I couldn't get back to sleep very easy. So I just opened up the imager app on my phone and I'm scrolling through. And someone had an album with their pet hedgehog named Charlie. And I saw pictures of Charlie and this is Charlie. Oh, Charlie. And hold on, there's there's like two great pictures of Charlie that I absolutely love. Here's one of Charlie. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Just look at that. And then I found more this morning because I ran out of. I no shit. Uh, saved. So Charlie starts here on my phone, and Charlie continues up to here all these on my pets phone. Of this other the pics of this other person's because Charlie's adorable. Kind of weird. And then I got this picture of Charlie, too. Then I think you need to go and get your own hedgehog. I think I need a hedgehog. Look at, look at Charlie. Charlie's so cute. I want a hedgehog. I want one so bad. I'll tell you what. You know what? You can't end a show any more upbeat than Gonzo wants a hedgehog. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. Um. All right. So, you know what? Our, next week we'll we'll get back into the fun. I'm sorry to make this one a bit of a downer. Well, we're still gonna put in like the skip to this. Yeah, I'll I'll I'll, right? I'll try to do something like that. Can you like timestamp it on at least on the Podbean side so it comes in at a point? Is are um, you able to do that or ish? Maybe okay. I'll try. But in the meantime, um, maybe we could record a bump for the beginning too that says like, "Hey guys, it's gonna suck for this long in this podcast." But then we get on to hedgehogs by the end. Okay, I'll do that. 
Or maybe we'll just cut what I just did. Do, 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 do. All right. Uh, Gonzo's Black Magic Corner. Have you have you contacted the demons, or are they are are, are they home as well? No, I haven't contacted the demons yet. But that's part of the thing is, if if I do the big magic, they're gonna home in on me. You see? Ah, uh, I see. So I can't be doing that yet because I'm still the protagonist of this story. Indeed. We're not at the end of the story arc. So um, I don't know. Stay tuned to see how the story arc ends. In the meantime, uh, for Couch Crouches, this is Jim. I'm Gonzo. Fuck, Fuck on, on audience. audience. And Joe would tell you not to eat that burger, but I will tell you that reading is just staring at a tree for a few hours and hallucinating. Isn't it? Paper's, paper's a dead tree. I get it. You don't have to explain it. Okay.